Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, let's go. I'm Mike Diggs, and this is me reading Wikipedia. What? All of it? Amongst the many images that I loosely call art that I make, I am obsessed with drawing what I call the Towers of Brighton. First amongst them is a picture that I drew of the pier a few years ago, and I've been um, modelling it more and more over the years, most recently installing a thousand lights in the sign at the top of the Brighton Pier. I thought today we could take a look at the article uh, about Brighton Pier and see if we can find out some more of its history. Brighton Palace Pier, commonly known as the Brighton Pier or the Palace Pier, is a Grade Two listed pleasure pier in Brighton, located in the city centre opposite the Old Steam. Opening in 1899, it was the third pier to be constructed in Brighton after the Royal Suspension Chain Pier and the West Pier, but is now the only one still in operation. It is managed and operated by the Eclectic Bar Group. The Palace Pier was intended as a replacement for the Chain Pier, which collapsed in 1896 during construction of the new pier. It quickly became popular and had become a frequently visited theatre and entertainment venue by 1911. Aside from closures owing to war, it and in fact, something we should add now, it's been closed for nearly a year due to the pandemic. But aside from closures owing to war or pandemics, it continued to hold regular entertainment up until the 1970s. The theatre was damaged in 1973 and following a buyout was demolished in 1986, changing the pier's character from seaside entertainment to an amusement park with various fairground rides and roller coasters. The pier remains popular with the public, with over 4 million visitors in 2016, and has been featured in many, many works of British culture, including the gangster thriller Brighton Rock, the comedy Carry On At Your Convenience, and the Who's concept album and film Quadrophenia. The pier entrance is opposite the south end of the Old Stein, along the A23 to London where it meets the Marine Parade and Grand Junction Road, which run along the seafront. It is 1,722 feet long and contains 85 miles of planking. Because of the pier's length, repainting it takes three months every year. At night, 
it is illuminated by 67,000 bulbs. The number 14 and number 27 buses run directly from Brighton Railway Station to the pier. The history. 1891 to 1970. The pier was designed and constructed by R. St. George Moore. It was the third pier in Brighton, following the Royal Suspension Chain Pier in 1823 and the West Pier in 1866. The inaugural ceremony for laying the first pile was held on the 7th of November 1891, overseen by Mayor Samuel Henry Soper, a condition to be met by its builders in exchange for permission to build, was that the chain pier was to be demolished, as it had fallen into a state of some disrepair. In 1896, a storm destroyed the remains of the chain pier, which narrowly avoided colliding with the new pier during its collapse. Some of its remaining parts, including the toll houses, were reused for the new pier. A tram along the pier was in operation during construction, but it was dismantled two years after opening. Work was mostly completed in 1899 and the pier was officially opened on the 20th of May by the Mayoress of Brighton. It was named the Brighton Marine Palace and Pier, whose name was inscribed into the pier's metalwork. It cost a record £27,000, that's approximately £3 million now, to build, including 3,000 lights to illuminate the pier. Part of the cost was repairs to the West Pier and the nearby Volks Electric Railway, caused by damage in the 1896 storm from the chain pier's debris. The pier was not fully complete on the opening date. Some work on the pavilion was completed shortly afterwards. It was designed to resemble Cursales, which were entertainment buildings found near spas on the continent and included reading and dining rooms. The pier was an immediate success and quickly became one of the most popular landmarks in Brighton. By 1911, the reading rooms had been converted into a theatre. Both Stan Laurel and Charlie Chaplin performed at the pier to hone their comic skills early in their careers before migrating to the USA and finding major commercial success in Hollywood. During World War I, the sea surrounding the pier was extensively mined to prevent enemy attacks. In the 1920s, the pier was widened and a distinctive clock tower was added. During World War II, the pier was closed as a security precaution. A section of decking was removed in order to prevent access from an enemy landing. The pier regained its popularity after the war and continued to run regular summer shows including Tommy Trinder, Doris and Elsie Waters and Dick Emery. The pier was listed at Grade 2 on the 20th of August 1971. As of February 2001, it was one of 70 Grade 2 listed buildings and structures and 1,218 listed buildings of all grades in the city of Brighton and Hove. During a storm in 1973, a 70-foot long barge, a 70-long ton barge, sorry, don't know how big it was, probably not 70 feet long, but anyway, a 70-long ton barge moored at the pier's landing stage broke loose and began to damage the pier head, particularly the theatre. Despite fears that the pier would be destroyed, the storm eased and the barge was removed. The landing pier was demolished in 1975 and the damaged theatre was never used again, despite protests from the theatre's trust. The pier was sold to Noble, the Noble Organisation in 1984. 
The theatre was removed two years later on the understanding that it would be replaced. However, a domed amusement arcade was put in place instead. Consequently, the seaward end of the pier was filled with fairground rides, including thrill rides, children's rides and roller coasters. Entertainment continued to be popular at the pier. The Spice Girls made an early live performance there in 1996 and returned the following year after achieving commercial success. On the 13th of August 1994, a bomb planted by the IRA near the pier was diffused by a controlled explosion. A similar bomb by the same perpetrators had exploded in Bognor Regis on the same day. The bombing was intended to mark the 25th anniversary of the start of the Troubles. The pier was closed for several days owing to a police investigation. The pier was renamed as Brighton Pier in 2000. Very controversial here, I can tell you. I've had to change the signs on my artworks to reflect that. But in 2000 it was renamed the Brighton Pier, although this legal change was not recognised by the National Peers Society. See, who knew there was a National Society of Peers? Not Piers Morgan, I hope. And it was not accepted by some residents of Brighton and Hove. The local newspaper, the Argus, continued to refer to the structure as the Palace Pier. The Palace Pier caught fire on the 4th of February 2003, but damage was limited and most of the pier was able to reopen the next day. Police suspected arson. In 2004, the Brighton Marine Palace Pier Company, owned by the Noble Organisation, admitted an offence of breaching public safety under the Health and Safety at Work Act and had to pay fines and costs of £37,000 after a fairground ride was operated with part of its track missing. Oh my word, isn't that your biggest fear of all fun fairs? And also you're on a pier out at sea on a um, roller coaster with, with no track. A representative from the Health and Safety Executive said that inadequate procedures was to blame for the fact that nothing had been done to alert staff or passengers that the ride would be dangerous to use. The peer management came into criticism from Brighton and Hove City Council who thought that they were relying too much on fairground rides, some of which were being built far too high. In 2011, the Noble Organisation put the pier up for sale with an expected price of £30 million. It was rumoured that the council wanted to buy the pier, but this was quickly ruled out. It was taken off the market the following year due to a lack of interest and suitable buyers. In 2016, it was sold to the Eclectic Bar Group, headed by former Pizza Express owner Luke Johnson, who renamed the pier back to the Brighton Palace Pier in July. The Palace Pier remains a popular tourist attraction into the 21st century, particularly with day visitors to the city. In contrast to redevelopment and liberal culture in Brighton generally, it has retained a traditional down-market bucket-and-spade seaside atmosphere. In I'd argue it's, it's about the only instance of the bucket-and-spade seaside experience there is left in Brighton. It's pretty much the only amusement arcade here um, and the only fairground rides, except for when the fair visits. In 2016, the Brighton Fringe Festival director, Julian Caddy, criticised the pier as a massive public relations problem. We should probably look into that. The pier is featured regularly in British popular culture. It is shown prominently in the 1971 film Carry On At Your Convenience, which is exactly what you'd expect that film to be. And it is shown to represent Brighton in several film and television features, including Mirror Mask, The Persuaders, the Doctor Who series, The Leisure Hive, and the 1986 film Mona Lisa. 
also the 2007 film Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. The Graham Greene novel Brighton Rock featured the Palace Pier. John Bolting's 1947 film adaptation helped establish low-life subculture in Brighton, and the climax of the film is set on it, where gang leader Pinky Brown, played by Dickie Attenborough, falls to his death. The 1953 B-movie Girl on a Pier is set around the Palace Pier and also features the clash between holidaymakers and gangsters in Brighton. The Who's 1973 concept album Quadrophenia was inspired in part by band leader Pete Townsend spending a night underneath the pier in March 1964. It is a pivotal part in the album's plot and features in the 1979 film. Townsend later said that the rest of the band understood this element of the story as it related to their mod roots. In 2014's novel The Bone Clocks by David Mitchell, it includes a passage that takes place on the pier. The 2015 British TV series Cuffs, which takes place in Brighton, features the pier both in the opening theme as well as in parts of the storylines. In 2015, Martin Ware, founding member of the pop group The Human League, made a series of field recordings on the pier as part of a project with the National Trust and the British Library to capture the sounds of Britain. Graham Swift's novel, Here We Are, published in 2020, focuses on a trio of entertainers performing at Brighton Pier in the summer of 1959. The pier was awarded the National Peers Society Peer of the Year Award in 1998, in 2017. It was listed as the fourth most popular free attraction in Britain in a National Express survey. In 2017, the pier was said to be the most visited tourist attraction outside London, with over 4.5 million visitors the previous year. Now, I have to be honest, I um, as I said, I kind of love the pier. It is an icon of Brighton, and it's something that I've uh, drawn myself a few times um, and created models of. But I will say that I think Brighton could do so much better with its pier. Um, I know that they're doing some renovations at the moment, and in particular the restaurants and pubs have been upgraded in the last year. But I do think that we could do more than just have an amusement arcade or two um, on the stilts. It's only my opinion, and I know kids love it and visitors absolutely adore it. But I think we could do something that takes it back to its days of entertainment. The idea that it had reading rooms when it was originally built is fascinating as well. Um, I do like to go and sit on the pier. I was That felt very much like I was about to start singing. I do like to be beside the seaside, but don't worry, I don't sing in this podcast. But no, um, I do think that uh, it's a very pleasant day to go and sit on the pier on one of the deck chairs there and read a book or particularly sit in one of the cafes looking out to sea. And you do get some amazing views of Brighton from the pier, which you wouldn't get otherwise. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Mike Reads Wikipedia, and we will see you very soon, particularly if you subscribe. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at lifemd.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.